Josh. I'm Steve. Welcome to Star Trek Mission Report. First off, I want to say, uh, you know, with everything we're going through right now, all this COVID-19 madness, um, you know, Steve and I, of course, are communicating through uh, subspace channels here and uh, make it, making do with what we got, right? That's it. I uh, had to brush out the old subspace beacons just to make sure it worked right. But Right. Soji built it for you, I take it? Soji built it for me, right, yeah. <laughs> You're like, Picard, shut up! <laughs> seven, of, seven of nine is here uh, doing maintenance. Nice. <laughs> you just keep breaking <laughs> things for her to fix. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, we're obviously over the phone here, um, but Zoom communication is getting really popular, and I'm sure... You use it a lot for your work, maybe, Steve? I, I do for mine, for sure. But We use Skype for business, but uh, right. it's the same principle for the most part. Yeah, they're, they're similar, right? Skype's probably yeah. maybe better. But yep. uh, Yeah, a lot of celebrities are doing their shows now through Skype and all that. It's very interesting to see the production value or the lack thereof. But, it, you know, it's forgiven because of, you know, how things are right now. Uh, right. Marina Sirtis just had a birthday recently. And the whole TNG cast uh, did a Zoom meeting to celebrate. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was shared on like their Instagrams, just pictures. And uh, yeah. I would have loved to have heard what they talked about. They're probably so raunchy, you know, in private, you know, because you know it's not. Oh like, yeah, it's not like the conventions when they do their panels or anything. It's I'm sure they're who knows maybe just fart jokes. Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> By Patrick, sure they have a great time. Yeah, exactly. So, we're here now, and uh, I replicated myself some coffee, so should be pretty good. That said, uh, shall we get started with uh, episode seven? Yeah. So, episode seven, uh, Nepenthe. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, sounds good. Um, yeah, we'll take it, right? Yeah. Um, I'll I'll find a different pronunciation for each time I say it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this was a really if I had to rate this one, I'd have to say probably a four out of five. I really loved him going to see Riker and Troy and their daughter. I'll get the critique out of the way first. Sure. Just being on the artifact and, you know, watching the whole Hugh piece and it was disheartening. Mm, um, yeah. You know, and spoilers, of course, you know, he uh, ends up, this is the episode he dies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, and then by this time, I'm starting to get really ticked off with Narissa, the sister. Oh, my God, uh, I hate her so much. Yeah, I'm just, I'm getting a little fatigued. There's no with, redeeming with qualities story. of her characters. Nothing. There's nothing. 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 No, you don't even, uh, it's not like the brother where he, at least he, mm -hmm. you know, he struggles with conflict and that sort of thing. Right, uh, he, he cracks a smile, he's got tears, she's just right. freaking stone-faced. She's basically Hitler. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, which is, I don't know, I think the way storylines have shifted, you know, someone can be the, you know, antagonist, but, you know, you, there's got to be something there for you to, you know, feel even an emotional investment in with the bad guy, right? Right, um, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, even Game of Thrones, you look at characters like, uh, Tywin Lannister, you know, so he was certainly kind of a bad guy the whole time, but you saw redeeming qualities in him every now and then, and sure, and and so then when he did things that were 
horrible. It made you hate him even worse. And, you know, they just, she just felt very cookie cutter to me. And so, yeah, it was just, you know, anytime I was seeing her on the cube, it was just driving me fucking crazy. So, <laughs> oh, um, I know, but yeah, no, especially when it looks like they had the, you know, they uh, were going to win this. He was very excited. And that's my only, that's one of my big problems about the show. It amps everything up and you're like, I am so on board. This is awesome. You know, he's doing a speech like, I'm going to take these XPs and we're going to get the hell out of here and all this jazz. And then uh, something happens, uh, credits, and then the next show, it's slowed down a lot again. And I'm just like, yeah. damn it. Like, yeah, back <laughs> almost to a screeching halt. The whole series really, I think, would be really, really good if they... I think you could edit a lot out and just make it nice and tight, and it would be... I think it would flow really well. But yeah, really upset about Hugh. I was... You know, like, it. Uh, the teaser for this episode had a knife pointed at his cheek or whatever um, from uh, Narissa. And I was like, ah, he's going to die. But then when he doesn't at that scene... I was relieved, and uh, he was hiding and stuff, and then, yeah, out of nowhere, she, that, ooh, she just throws that thing into his neck, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, damn it. Like, I just felt yeah. like, I just felt like, I don't think he did enough. I, I just don't. I know the actor said he was happy to do a death scene and all that, but I just felt like, ah, oh, there should have been so much more stuff, or... Like I said, edit things down so you get all these scenes together, let's say, versus like all spread out and then he just dies. It just felt didn't need to be. I don't know. It, uh, I'm hoping season two they'll bring him back somehow. Maybe the nanites uh, took over and brought him somewhere. I don't know. I'm totally making this up, but it's like, damn it. I right. just felt like that kind of sucked. Like I was just, I was so intrigued by, you know, his look and what he's been through and all that. And, I don't know, it just didn't go the way I thought it would. And I guess that's a compliment to the show, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> or people just, like, forget what they set up or don't follow through, you know. They're like, oh, this right. is great. He's a leader, da-da-da, he's dead. Okay. Just like Maddox. Yeah, and I, I was kind of wondering, you know, I mean, I thought there could be a lot more great dynamic-type stories or whatever between him and maybe Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we didn't get to see that reunion, or we actually uh-uh. didn't get to see that uh, the meeting. They were. No. I think they were clearly friends, and uh, maybe they all were in part of the uh, XP support group. That would have been a cool episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you didn't get to see that, and which sucks because Jerry Ryan and the actor who plays Hugh are like really good friends in real life. So you would imagine their chemistry would be fantastic on, on you know, on a show. But yeah, you never, yeah. you never get to see it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's very disheartening. Like I really was hoping he would come out of the rafters in the follow-up episode and like, haha, I'm still here. I just got some right, tape. Exactly. We're good. Yeah. So. Boom. But yeah, I mean, it just it's a wasted opportunity, I think, and when it comes to you know potential future writing, because I don't know what they have in store for season two, but. You know, when you take out a character like like a Hugh, who can add a really interesting dynamic, mm-hmm. you, you know, my hope is that they've got really strong plans then for a season two because, you know, you just wrote yourself out of some potentially cool scenarios. Right, and you could have had a reunion with Jordy. They were friends, and that would yeah. be cool. Like, I just hope, yeah, I hope season two they give us more of. You know, I did feel, and I don't know the whole story behind all this. It did seem like a dick move. Uh, Patrick didn't want to come back to Trek. They 
they basically pitched him an idea for the show that I guess actually never uh, was filmed. Like, it changed drastically from what they pitched him. Uh, but he, Patrick, got the cast together after this was going to happen. And he basically told him, I'm sure he did it in a nice way and all that. And they're really close, so it's probably... Hopefully no one was really pissed off. I imagine some might have been. But he basically said, I'm doing this show. None of you are going to be on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like a little, a little ego trip there. Like, I like Picard, but I like I like everybody else, too. Like, would have been yeah, awesome exactly. to see. Like, yeah, Riker and Troy in this episode. I mean, they, they really brought a lot of life back to the show, I think. And a lot of hope for the future of the show. And it was like a thrown in episode i guess like they they shot the whole sh- the season and they showed it and it guess it didn't make sense and a lot of people were like well let's bring in some trek elements people are gonna like really like and Riker and troy was one of them and i was very happy uh, the whole time i they were on screen i was just intrigued locked in you know just i was just like more of this more of this and I mean, they they really did a lot in this episode just with them, you know. So, I mean, they're on the planet. And one, one thing that really I just think about and I, it kind of makes me laugh is that I think it's funny how former Trek or former Starfleet people, you know, find some remote planet out in the middle of fucking nowhere to live. Um, we, but, you know, I mean, I would probably do the same thing because it's like, all right, well, maybe if I'm in a weird spot and they have a hard time getting a hold of me, they're not going to call me back. So, right, you know, part of me understands like me moving to Canada. You know, that, that's <laughs> yeah. so, um, but packed. yeah, I mean, you know, we meet their daughter, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we you know, see the whole backstory with with their son who passed away, and which is why and the they... daughter Kestra was her name. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and she, uh, you know, her and Soji. I mean, they built an instant dynamic that mm-hmm. was just. You know, in one episode, they really, like you said, it was, this was a really awesome episode when it got to that piece of it. And, uh, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I loved it when, you know, Riker goes from sounding, you know, just kind of all casual and, hey, nice to see you to, you know, shields and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> shields up. It's like, ah, oh, it's Riker. I know. He's, he hasn't changed. That's so awesome. And, you know, they do explain the setting of, where they, you know, chose to live. I guess it, the planet had healing factors, maybe, and they were right. hoping the sun would right. get well. They kind of shoehorned in the Sith ban, caused them not to get uh, a cure or whatever, uh, which is funny because on TNG, you know, they met all kinds of other androids and robots and shit. You know, it's like, right. I, I hate they kind of forget there's, I, I know there's a lot of source material, but I don't know, it, it, it felt shoehorned into me, but... I guess it kind of works, you know. Yeah, that was a, that was a bummer about um, their son, and yeah, they really did build a lot of world in this episode. Really well done. Like more of this. Could we do this every episode? That'd be great, you know. Just you got to see the daughter talk to Soji about data more, like basically things I wanted them to to talk about, like this big elephant in the room. Let let's talk about it, you know. And she brought up he liked Sherlock Holmes and. Oh yeah, he's an artist, and he—I wish they would have said he had a daughter once. Like you know, it's like they kind of erased that from TNG when he made his daughter, and she didn't right. live long. You know, that would have been something that 
I think would have been great for us fans. But. Yeah, I mean, just even a minor callback to that would have been yeah. Easy. Yeah, it's like the Less, cl- there cliff is notes. a time and more of that. Right, it's like they use cliff notes for callbacks. You know, it's like they don't really right. dive deeper like I would like, but <laughs> I, you know, it's still something out of you know we wouldn't have it otherwise. So yeah, it gets us close. I, I, I guess maybe season two they'll, they'll bring it up again. Hopefully they'll bring up lore. You know, that was a big thing they didn't talk about. I felt right would have been interesting. Yeah, so I thought you know I, I just. It was a fun episode for me. Um, I, I was really disinterested in all the non-Nipense scenes. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. I just felt the balance of that. I don't know. If I made the, the direction decision, I would have only done the Nipense story in yes, one episode. I, agree. I so agree. Yeah, because, yeah, you wouldn't have you'd had a, one episode without any death. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, they would have talked well, about death, but... <laughs> Right, you would have had that, and it was just, it's such a turnaround and, and kind of disjointed when you go back to the, you know, you're flipping the artifacts in the Nepenthe and yeah. uh, that whole thing. I mean, I, I get where they, you know, are still trying to advance everything, but mm-hmm. I, I just felt like from a easy to, you know, easy to kind of digest. It was like eating a bowl of ice cream and then uh, eating a hot wing in the middle of it and going back to the ice cream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, mean, just, I yeah. just made that up, but I mean, that's what it felt like, you know. I know, it's like every time it goes to meantime, like, ah. Right, exactly. <laughs> there were so many cool things that came out of this episode. Uh, you know, Riker made pizzas, and I'm a pizza fan, so I was like, this is awesome. Um, for yeah, that. I had pizza last night. It was amazing. Yeah, right? Uh, makes you want to like make something like he did. It'd probably be really a bad idea if I could do that because yeah, I would just I'd be oh tenth pizza now. Here we go. And they're you know yep. dishing out like one slice per person. I would have been like yeah, I'll take the whole pizza. Thank you. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, yours. Right. Yeah. Oh, you only made one of these. Oh damn. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, some. Uh, artists out there created some uh, pizza boxes with Riker's face on them like he has a business and oh sweet yeah all these other fun cool things that was pretty you know uh, all the power he has and he's just making some pizza like it's just simple yeah he's on active reserve so hopefully we'll get to see him later on in the season yeah hopefully it won't be like uh, Bruce Maddox uh... (laughs) right how that happened (laughs) yes he's dead what uh, Girardi, you did it again. <laughs> I had fun playing with that one. That was good. Riker beams in. She just shoots him in the head. All right. <laughs> oh, told me. Uh. <laughs> oh man. I know. Yeah, but yeah, Hugh died. That really sucked. And yeah, that would. That was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I was like, damn it, the show is really going well, and then this happens out of nowhere. Just felt like, did we really need this to happen? <laughs> right. And then uh, Narissa just beams out, like, any time. So I don't think you can kill her. I think she just... I think she just uh, beams out, and that's it. She's just a beamer. It's like, yeah. It's like light, se- uh, light speed skipping. She just beams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, four out of five episodes. I, I liked it overall. I just I, I think they should have just stuck with one element. When, when you're going to slow it down like that, you need to slow it down. It, it's like Game of Thrones did that really well with like their um, battle episodes. Like they had the one, 
you know, that was strictly just a battle scene the entire episode. You know, you can't balance that with other things. And then, you know, I felt like it just makes sense to do that. But, you know, otherwise, yeah. again, it was, it was a great episode because of, of, of that piece of it. And the dialogue between, you know, John Luke and Riker is just, it's always pretty phenomenal. It was very good. And, yeah, it was a nice reunion. And, yeah, I, yeah, I wish they would have had a nicer place. I, I mean, it was a nice place, but, again, it's just like I didn't really take them to be. I guess it's because of their son that makes sense. But, yeah, it's like, can we get a different setting? <laughs> can somebody have right. an apartment or something, <laughs> you know? Can we see some city <laughs> views or whatnot or beta Z that would have been cool but, yeah that would have been cool too didn't even think of that that would have been pretty neat well and they certainly could do it because uh, everyone's nude there right so they have an r rating for the show so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think freaks and uh marina would uh, agree to do that <laughs> right now probably not at this point <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> they just do a body double yeah, just body double, no problem. But it's clear it's not his body, like his face is not even sized upright, it's just floating. <laughs> Episode 8, uh, you know, we're locked in, we just had this great reunion uh, show of uh, Nepenthe, that's how you say it, I believe. Yeah, yeah Nepenthe. Nepenthe. Yep. So yeah, this is Broken Pieces, and we get a flashback, and of course, um, get to see uh, Commodore O. Uh, lead the Sat Vash, uh, Narissa and her aunt Ramada. Ramda? I don't know how you say it. <laughs> Ramada. Yeah. Oh my god, so many the crazy Ramada. names. Yeah. The Ramada. Yeah. <laughs> the Ramada in. They start putting more pieces together because Ramda was just this kind of loony character that freaked out when she saw Soji, and you get to see that she was part of the Zat Vash. They all go to this world and they touch the uh, admonition, I guess. Uh, it's like a zoo exhibit railing from Tron. It's got, right. It glows yellow and they all have these crazy visions. Uh, you know, AI destruction of the, the world. And problem I have here, and I think uh, next episode they'll show it again, it's Shutterstock clips of the androids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, why didn't they just either not show what they saw or design something, you know, original. Right. A lot of that, and it didn't make sense because this vision supposedly uh, was recorded there thousands, hundreds of thousands years ago, but data shows up in it, and it's like, what the hell? It didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was a weird... I, I don't know, I mean, if it's a vision of the future and that's exactly what they see... Uh, okay. Maybe, yeah. I guess they... Uh, cause, yeah, because that's the thing. They kind of teeter-totter on their whole mythology, you know? It's, uh, you know, it's about this railing that gives you a vision, but it's also about their religion that says the end of days are coming. So it's very confusing. Like, which is it? And just, it feels like it's all over the place. But yeah, the use of data, if this vision's from that long ago... You know how are they? How do they even know about data coming? Uh, the whole destruction, but you know the whole group, of course, lose their minds when they see this. Which again, I think would have been best to not show it. You know, it's like a Hitchcock move or um, old school move. You know, it's all in your head. Like you, you have to imagine. You have to imagine how bad it is for them to do that, rather than yeah. see it and be like, "Eh, was it that bad?" Like. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah. Maybe I'm Zodvash material after all. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, most of them kill themselves pretty violently. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a bad acid trip. <laughs> it's not for the not for your kids to see. <laughs> right. Look away. But yeah, Nerissa, <laughs> Nerissa and her aunt survive this, and of course they're like, "All right, well, let's uh, let's stop this from happening again." So, and then we get to present time, and Nerissa's talking to her aunt, and we finally know more, uh, like you know how the flashback showed us her aunt uh, was. It is her aunt Ramda, who freaked out when she saw Soji, and you know tried to kill herself, and I guess she's been in a coma state, comatose state since then. Um, yeah, which is another thing that's weird. Soji wasn't even in the vision, <laughs> so it's like how right. did she really? But I guess the pieces, the whatever the hell she was playing with, or like tarot cards, Romulan tarot cards. Yeah. So that went into the religious aspects of the the twins and the destroyer, but it you know it just seemed separate from the vision they got. You know, it just felt. You know, I just think they should choose one, you know? It's like, is it the vision yeah. you guys get from this planet, or is it through your religion? It's like, I don't I don't understand. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it's just my complaints, you know? The show's, it can be saved, and it's not like a total dumpster fire, don't get me wrong. You know, I do like it. I do have a lot of cringeworthy uh, moments with it, and just, yeah, I think it's going to be improved for next season. You know, not every season one of Star Trek is the greatest, you know, and they're probably, right. you know, you got to, I think the other problem is they have a lot of uh, writers, like too many, like producers, let's say, yeah, I think it's producers, they have too many of, and so I think that's how we get this pull in other directions, you know, we're going this way, we're going right. that way, when it doesn't really make sense, why, but yeah, so um, I thought, what I thought was cool is uh, once Ramada, Ramda, sorry, saw this vision I guess the the Borg cube that's in play now intercepted her ship years back mm. assimilated her and because of the knowledge she had and how bad it was it basically shut down the cube and it, it disconnected all those XBs from the hive if you will so I thought that was really right. interesting I thought that was a cool concept I wish they would have uh, got more into and again, if we didn't see that damn vision, I think it would have been more believable, you know, because it's like, right. uh, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great, but uh, I'm not going to kill myself over it. Eleanor basically is, you know, running for his life, and uh, Nerissa's men are, have tracked him down, and he's still managing to kick some ass, but, you know, he gets uh, overpowered, and 709, of course, comes in and kicks some ass, I'm sure. Save the day. Yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed that. That was, that was a cool moment. I You know, that's the thing. Uh, Every time she shows up, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's, uh, I mean, not like that. Uh, <laughs> um, she'd kill me for that. Um, no, it's just like, all right, let's 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 go with her. Da, 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 da. But she does a few things, and she's gone. And it's just like, okay, that's the problem with the yeah. show. Like, everyone's coming in, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, this is great, this is great. It's like Jordy beams in, and he's like, hey, do you got some toilet paper? And he beams out, and it's like, okay. Right, I guess yeah. that's it. All right. That's the problem I have. But her and Eleanor, Eleanor, <laughs> Eleanor. <laughs> It's a sister. <laughs> Seven and uh, Elnor go to the Queen Cell again, where I think Hugh yeah. transported Picard and um, Soji from. And I thought this was really intriguing. Uh, they were going to steal the cube. And I'm like, oh, I'm all in. This is cool. I like this idea. Right. 
So she brings it online, it starts regenerating, and uh, Eleanor actually makes a suggestion to wake up the remaining Borg to use as an army against these Romulans and the Zot Vosh. I think they're kind of mixed at this point. You know, you the Zot Vosh is the agents there, and you have Romulan people and all that. So, yeah, Seven basically has to become the voice of the Borg in order to do this. And she explains to Eleanor how, you know, uh, traumatic it can be to do that. And, you know, you take yeah. away someone's free will and, you know, he basically says, oh, you can release them afterwards, you know. But she, uh, she made a powerful statement here. She's like, uh, you know, she wasn't sure if she could or she wanted to do that, meaning right. she would probably be addicted to the power maybe she gets and... That's maybe that's how the whole Borg thing was uh, from the start, you know. So yeah, exactly. They notice like Nerissa's just being herself, and she's taking out all these XPs, which I just, I just such a tasteless uh, thing to see, you know. Uh, she's just executing them one by one. I'm just thinking, why are we seeing this? Like, I don't feel. I already know she's evil, you know. Like, right. It's just more overkill. Yeah, I just felt it was really, yeah, it was just savage, very savage, and we she already killed Hugh, so we know she's capable of it. I don't think we need to see her just off these people, these innocent people. It's just really a downer, you know? <laughs> you know, she gets them all, most of them killed by, you know, weapons, and then uh, Seven plugs in finally, and, you know, she uh, links up, which these tentacles attached to her spine, that was pretty badass, and it was scary, too. Yeah. It was like, whoa, what's going on? And, yeah, new Borg Queen, that was amazing. That was pretty cool. Her eyes go black and the green pupils and then her voice changes. Like, that was a really cool touch, I thought. That was really cool. And, of course, Narissa, she, uh, you know, vents him into space, all the Borgs. And I'm like, damn it, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the so... second you think something cool is going to happen. Boom. Yeah. Which, I, I admire that. You know, it's like, okay, you think we're going this way? No, we're not. We're going this way. But then they don't, they don't fully realize the way they're going i guess you know like right like they they had more of a completion with the other idea <laughs> so i think that's yep. the problem just jumping from that to the other it's like a kid's telling the story or something <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh dinosaurs you know just like what exactly. what are you talking about nurse gets overpowered and i'm like yes assimilate this bitch i, I hate her i just die and of course she beams away and you're led to think she beamed to the fleet and they leave to go to the home world of Soji. Seven was, you know, like the cubes ours again. Elnor was like, you're gonna assimilate me now? And she's, she's, it's weird. It's like, is it Seven speaking or is, it, is the board queen in the, the machine? Like, is it, you know, right. is it like a program? Cause it doesn't feel like it's, because she uh, refers to um, Annika uh, in the third person, you know, like it's right. not her, and so th it's kind of a setup for season two. I, I imagine it. I don't know if they'll, they'll do anything with it, but she said Annika still has work to do, and then disconnects Seven from the cube. That was very interesting. And then uh, over in the Lost Arena, Picard speaks to Admiral Fuckoff, her uh, hologram, which yep. I, I'm so annoyed by this. <laughs> Every <laughs> scene, she's like, "Fuck off." Right. I just, I don't know. The F-words are just, we don't need them. I really don't. I don't think. It's like, oh, we get one or two per episode. Let's use them. Yeah, and it's just, you know, uh, I think it'd be richer material if we didn't have this. 
these curse words, you know, I just, and I'm not trying to be like, ooh, we can't curse, but it's just, it's weird to track and it's in the future, you know, it's like, they shouldn't be talking like this, like, go back to Star Trek 4 and Kirk's trying to explain to Spock, you know, all the, the dumbass and all those words. The colorful and, metaphors. Yes, and that, I'm like, damn it, did you guys watch any of this stuff? <laughs> like, we don't need these, you know, if you want to curse, create, like, create a new word, like, like Battlestar did, uh, frack, you know? Right. Something like that. That would have been better. I will say, though, that my wife and I still walk around saying sometimes, double dumbass on you. Yeah. Yeah, it's very <laughs> catchy. <laughs> it's, it's catchy, and it's earned because they go back in time. And yeah. it's a different... It's a, and maybe, Kirk, maybe Kirk's journals from that time got out and uh, he brought the language back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to explain all this, you know, and then TNG, they just didn't even say it. So just because you can, you shouldn't, you know. Exactly. You don't have to. It's just juvenile. You know, it's like the shock and all. And I think it's really desperately trying to be Game of Thrones. I don't know. Game of Thrones probably said the F word, I take it, right? Um. Or was it mostly just yeah. nudity? Yeah, okay. they did. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, you got the incest twins. You really have a lot of Game of Thrones. You know, it's like they're going for what's popular versus setting the stage. I, I think that's what they need to focus more on for next season. Which is, you know, right. you, yeah, you get the Riker Troy episode and that's refreshing and something new. Yeah, Rafi's concerned about Rios. He's activated all the holograms. We get to meet a Scottish accent hologram. That's really cool. Um, as a throwback yeah. to Scotty and... Uh, hats off this actor. He's like the M- MVP of the show. All the Yeah, all the, you know, he must have had a ton of fun doing all that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, he really um yeah, he was he was just bringing his A game, so he totally deserves <laughs> all the accolades he gets from this, but yeah, you know, he pulls out all these you know, Rio shuts down after meeting Soji and he pulls out all these keepsakes. Uh, his old uniform we get to see and there's a drawing of him and Soji it looks like and you're just like, "What? What is this?" So there's a lot of mystery finally and it's being revealed in this episode, which, you know, I appreciate. Raffi had that cool scene. It's like, it reminded me of Multiplicity, kind of. She had all the holograms gathered. <laughs> yeah. And I love the hologram idea. I just wish they actually were around all the time. And I get right. it's the same actor, so that would be really hard to shoot. But then it's like, well, then why don't you just get different actors for each hologram? Then you have a full crew. It's just, you know, it's weird how Rios kind of runs the whole damn ship from his chair. But then he has all these holograms, you know. It's just, you know, I mean, it feels like it's not, uh, it's not fully realized the idea. They could do so much with it, and I, I like the idea. Like, there's a lot of cool setups, you know, and just the follow-throughs aren't the greatest. That's, that's my problem with all of it. But yeah, I really enjoyed all the holograms, and you know, Rios, you know, he, he, he's seen some shit basically. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. Like his old captain. Well, on his old ship, they picked up Jan- is it Jana? He says uh, looks like Soji. Yeah. So, so he picked up a girl named Jana and then a um, dude named Beautiful Flower or something. Very hippie right. sounding names. So yeah, they picked these their synths and they're, it's like a first contact thing they uh, experience and I guess Starfleet gives a black flag directive to the captain to kill them. Because of the whole synth fear. Because O has moved her, she's moved up in Starfleet, and she's basically orchestrating all of this craziness to happen uh, with exactly. banning the synths and all that. So a lot of it's start, starting to make sense. And so basically, the captain just uh, kills these two, 
and Rios loses it, then his captain kills himself. Rafi explains how the Zatvash came to be, basically, and how they were set out. They set out on their quest the minute uh, Noonien soon created the androids, which is funny because Data existed for some time. Well, how come Odin just visit the Enterprise and kill him, you know? Right. Like, a lot of that's just... And I get it, because it's TNG, right? And it was written before, and this was this is all new material. But, you know, you just want some continuity. It just makes a little bit more sense. I mean, that's yeah. the problem when you get these shows. Like, the fan base is huge. You also have uh, canon to, to mess with, and so you really have to do your homework if you're going to write new Trek and refer to, like, yeah, old exactly. events. Some of the things that they came up with were pretty clever, I thought. Oh, basically orchestrated the attack on Mars, the, the hack. I wish they would have went into more of what happened there, but... I guess Maddox left Earth for after the ban, and he made the advance since on the other world, and then the Zadvasht looked for him and this world, and then Soji basically now has now led them to this world, which um, is funny because uh, didn't they, uh, they killed Dodge in the first place, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that first scene in her apartment, they're, I think they're trying to kidnap her or capture her. And then later on, they just kill her. Right, just dead. It's like, I thought you wanted directions to the planet. How are you going to get that if she's dead? <laughs> you know? Like, that doesn't make too much sense. Darth Vader's around. There is another error. I know that. Right, right. right. So. <laughs> Maybe they knew more. I don't know. There was a lot of interesting dynamic there with those first Zadvash dudes in the masks. You know, the armor. Like, they didn't really go back to that. Um, right. It's almost like they had an idea, and they again they just like ah let's go this route instead. But one of them spoke Romulan, and, and then the other guy said speak English. You know, like that was really interesting. Like, was this guy like a human, or you know, from Earth, or was he a Romulan speaking English? And they didn't want to give away their their race, I guess if you will. So like that's that was really interesting, and you know of course uh, Picard sits in Rios's chair finally. That was a cool moment. Right. But he can't pilot the damn ship. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Rios is, you know, he can do the he can work the whole ship from his chair. It's it's like he's flying a jet or something. It's just odd, you know. I'm just used to damn crew actually having a job and doing it, you know, to help a starship run, of course. But, right. Yeah, Picard, you know, he stands uh he reminisces about standing the night watch when he was an ensign on the uh, USS Reliant. That was a cool callback. You know, he was the only one awake in the vastness of space, and he realized he loved it. So he's, you know, he's having a a rebirth, if you will, in his in his mind of you know why he joined Starfleet and all that. And then you know he said Rios. He believed his captain was a good man. He was the first officer to Picard's former classmate Marta, who was actually in Tapestry. Do you remember that Q episode where Picard? get sent back to avoid getting an artificial heart basically and able to choose a different route you remember that episode yeah that was that was a cool callback i thought yeah rios you know he fears the unknown and Rafi says uh the romulans called soji the destroyer and they ponder this like what if they're right you know i think that was a good good thing to, to bring up like maybe they are on to something here <laughs> But maybe they exactly. could do it. Maybe they could do it without killing so many people. I, I don't know. And you know, Picard's trying to be optimistic, basically saying, you know, maybe they did the right thing in the past, but the future is 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 the present, and we can, you know, we can use tools like optimism, openness, and uh, the spirit of curiosity to 
to handle this uh, synth situation. And, you know, he said the Zavosh used secrecy and fear. Obviously, it's clear who's got the upper hand here. And then, of course, they approach the pathway to Soji's world. And a lot of cool visuals, you know. The show really does really well with effects and all that. I'm not crazy about Rios's ship, but I do like the the space scenes, you know. They really feel rich in quality. Yeah, I really, I really like that detailed things. And, of course, Narek follows them in from his Romulan ship. That's how the episode ends there, so... That's how it ends. <laughs> and it takes us into the uh, two-part finale. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Two to be mount. <laughs> <laughs>